Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are beginning Step 12. Can't believe it. We are here. The last step of the 12 steps. And it is love. And we are introducing it tonight with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. I am Kelly Fox, and we are excited to be here with you. How are you doing, Terry? Well, I'm ready to start a new week, and this will be our wrap-up of our year of the 12 steps, and that's pretty exciting. So love is where it's at. So I'm glad that we got here, and this will be our our ending to our year and ready to start over again in October. So I'm glad to be here. Yep. It's exciting stuff. Can't believe we're already here, but we are. And I am excited to talk about love. And we have an amazing guest coach on with us tonight. Her uh, message is all about loving yourself and loving your body and taking care of it. And so I think it's perfect she's here with us tonight Everyone, welcome, Liza Lomax. <laughs> welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're excited you to have you. You the best for last, huh? That's <laughs> Absolutely. right. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liza, why don't you Love introduce it. yourself to the listeners, and then you can go right into what is your definition of love? Oh, goodness. Okay. I am Liza Lomax. I'm a body image coach. I'm also a personal trainer, a holistic nutritionist, an NLP practitioner, and a speaker. And for me, uh, what I do is I help you heal the interior first before healing the exterior. We have to change our mindset prior to going into a diet, into any kind of thing in life. If we're not healing our mindsets prior to going into that, we continue to yo-yo diet. We continue to stay on that scale of that that uh, uh, anxiety and stress and the overeating and the yo-yo dieting. Um, so my idea, my idea of love is loving yourself completely whole, unconditionally. Can you look at yourself naked in the mirror and completely accept what you see kind of love? Because we, as women, we look at ourselves in the mirror and we complete, we nitpick at every single little thing that we see. We don't see any of the positives. We see all the negatives. So for me, it's complete love and acceptance of every single thing that I see in the mirror every single day I wake up. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And what is what is the maybe a short a bit of your story of getting to the place where you can do that for yourself. Oh, a short version of that story. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. Well, the so, show's only 30 um, minutes. <laughs> right. Um, so short, short version, um, as a, as a young, uh, young, teenager I suffer from two EDs I had anorexia and I had overeating so I literally went from one end of the spectrum to the other and I I tell women that it doesn't matter if you're size two or size 22 
everywhere else in between, from there to there, you have body image issues. And I really struggled with my body as, as a young as a young child and, you know, in the environment that I grew up in was a very toxic environment. Um, I did not learn how to love myself. I suffered, you know, I, I, you know, I suffered from having those eating disorders and I also became the pseudo parent in a, in a, in a household that was very toxic. And um, I had one parent that had mental illness and I had another parent that wasn't there and I had another um a father that I hadn't seen since I was five years old. So there was just a lot of things that were um, kind of uh, in, in motion that, uh, that uh, propelled the, 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 how I was. So um, at the time, you know, from five, from 20, you know, size two to size, I got up to size 22, actually 26 to be exact up when I was 26, 26, I was 26. Um, I weighed 300 pounds, and the doctor told me that if I didn't lose weight, I was going to die. And at the time, I had a two-year-old, and so I thought, well, okay, so I've been a caregiver and a people pleaser and a doormat my entire life. I don't know how to take care of myself, so the best thing I thought about is doing things for other people. And so here I'm 26, and I'm 300 pounds, and I want to live to see my son grow old, older, so I'll lose the weight for him. And so I lost 105 pounds in 13 months, but I did not change my mindset. And so I continued to yo-yo over and over and over. And it wasn't until another five years down the road, I literally hit rock bottom. And I was addicted to diet pills. I was a heavy drinker. I did things in my body nobody should ever do to themselves. I would eat and eat and eat and take laxatives, and I would eat and eat and eat and take laxatives, and I just put myself in all these toxic situations and, and relationships, and I had one abusive relationship after another, after another, after another. And, um, you know, hitting rock bottom, I was like, okay, I, you know, I really feel that God was just telling me that I had to change and something had to give. And so at that point, that was kind of my turning point where I was like, okay, well, I've been, a, I've been that people pleaser, that doormat and that caregiver, so do I need to start, t- do I need to put myself on the front burner? Do I need to start taking care of myself now? Do I need to make myself priority number one? Well, you know, the answer to that is yes. And so it sent me on this journey of learning to love myself and finding who I was and finding my authenticity and finding who, who is Liza and, or who is she and who was she meant to be or who she always was. And I just put her in this little box you know, and put her off to the side. And so, you know, went out and studied every, you know, on this mission, I kind of said, you know, went out and studied every self-help book and every guru and everybody out there, anything I could get my hands on that could show me, like, how do I take care of myself? How do I learn to love myself? You know, what's this self-care thing? What is this about? And learning how to make myself priority number one. And um, in the process, created my program, which, you know, now, you know, I, you know, I, I use my coaching and it drives my own personal experiences. And so really, really showing women how to go from that self-loathing to self, self, from self-loathing to self-loving and showing them that it's not selfish. We have to put that oxygen mask on ourselves first in life before we can put anybody else first, or mm-hmm. before we can love mm-hmm. anybody else. You know, we have to put ourselves first and love ourselves. Yeah. And it, the only bodies we're going to get this is the only time we're get this body so loving it and caring for it and cherishing it and respecting it because you never know when you're not going to be in it any longer you never know how long you're going to have it for 
So giving that unconditional love, and no matter what size you are, no matter where you are, you know, just to love it and to respect it is, is what you should be doing. Yeah, that's an, that's an amazing journey. It's really motivational and inspirational to, uh, to hear you share that with us. I, I think most of us that have been able to learn to love ourselves have had a similar journey. It may not be the exact environment or the, the exact experiences, but because of our environment and our experiences, we, we learn to put ourselves last. And right. we give, but not from a loving or authentic place. I was 65 before I learned to really love myself. And it was a journey uh, of many, many experiences, both relationships uh, and uh, career and just, you know, all the aspects of, of one's life, their physical, emotional, spiritual, social life that uh, that brought me to that that down spot. It may not have been looked like anyone else's down spot, but it was mine. And it was at that point in time that I threw a lot of prayer and, and uh, reflection that I was able to, to have that unconditional love for myself and just as I was, and then to, to begin to understand that, um, that really the, the purpose of our life here on the earth is to love one another. And that starts with loving God and then loving ourselves. And then I, and I had five children and at that time my children were all out of the home and, and I had done my, uh, the best I could do with what I had and, and they were suffering and not loving themselves as well. And I think it, because I came to that spot to understand that when I truly and authentically loved myself as I loved God, that I was able to then love them, not out of duty, not out of feeling I had to, but because I wanted to. And my, my transformation helped them to, to see that if, if I could do that and I could be vulnerable and I could ask, I could forgive myself that they could in turn then have that experience in their life. So it's never too late to, to come to that place where you love yourself and it's never too late to be an example and an influence for the others that you love to feel that authentic love from you, which then transforms their relationship as well. So I think that that's so inspirational to hear your story and then to recognize that all of us have the capacity to have that love for ourselves when we, when we see, when we see it, we feel it, we hear it, we know what it, what it can do for us. And, and for me, it was a very spiritual experience. For others, it might be, you know, another kind of journey. But for me, it was really tied to my relationship to God. So I appreciate you sharing that with us because it just sparked my appreciation and gratitude that we can do that. We can come to that spot of loving ourselves. And, and it's really the turning point for, our, for us authentically becoming love. And that's what I feel like, you know, the rest of my life, however long that will be, is going to be spent in that arena of love, loving myself, loving God, and loving others. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. I love that. It's like we're, we, we learn at a very young age that loving ourselves is selfish. Mm-hmm. No, it's not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. We have to put mm-hmm. that oxygen mask 
life on ourselves first before we help anybody else. We can't truly love another person until we love mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah, so true. So, so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a cheerleader of that, an advocate of that, you know, realization, because it is. It's, it's absolutely in order to be, an, be authentic and be in alignment with your values. You, loving yourself comes first. I mean, I, loving God comes first for me, but then loving yourself and, and then being able to love others. And there's no, no expectation of any kind of an outcome or anything back from that. It's just it's like this fountain of overflow that you just want to give, and the more you give, the more you're filled, and the more overflow there is. Right. Yeah, I... I used to hate when people would say that you can't uh, you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself, and I just thought that that was such a stupid comment because I didn't like myself, but I felt that I really loved other people, and it wasn't until I began my journey of loving myself and saw and felt the difference of how I loved others from that place that I realized that that statement was true. And then I was like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. And so I just, if there's somebody out there listening that thinks, Oh, I love people. um, It's a different kind of love that we're talking about. It's, you know, Terry alluded to it. It's that, it's that love without um, strings attached. You know, like, I'll love you because then you'll need me and you'll want me and uh, you'll take care of me. And and that's not the same as me loving myself and then giving my love to you freely and not expecting something back from you. And so uh, that's the kind of love that we're talking about. A lot of, you know, especially... Uh, mothers, you know, they, they, um, or people, you know, that have big families or they have a spouse or partner or whoever they have kids, they always put themselves on the back burner first. And I always have to tell them, mm-hmm. it's like, no, I, you have to take care of yourself first because who's going to take care of you when you're down for the count? Who's going to be there for mm-hmm. you? It's like, if you aren't mm-hmm. taking care of yourself first, you can't really take care of everybody else around you. You know, so you have mm-hmm. to make yourself priority number one. You have to, you have to, you know, make yourself that priority first before taking yeah. care of your kids or your family. You know, they have that saying, it's like, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, which is so true. It's so true. Oh, yeah. because, so true. Yeah. Because if you aren't happy, nobody else around you is going to be happy. Yeah, yeah I feel like sure. in the mom culture, there's such mom shame with uh, moms to take care of themselves. Uh and so I think that's why it, uh, it is, like, very common for a mom to put herself on the back burner. I know for a long time that was what I did. I mean, I have six kids, so I have a lot of people to take care of before it becomes my turn. And it got to the point where I was kind of resentful, and I, don't, I didn't want to be there. And so when I take care of myself and I... I fill my own cup and I do those things that I know 
make me feel better, and then I go and I take care of them, there isn't resentment. There's just service. And I think that that's a huge, uh, huge difference uh, in my life. Right. I mean, yeah. So it's like, again, I mean, if you're, if you aren't taking care of, you know, yourself, you're not really taking care of everybody else around you. You're Mm -hmm. not, you're not really putting all of your heart and soul and spirit and everything else into that particular relationship. You know, there's going to be things that are going to fall through the cracks. There's going to be issues that are going to come up. It's like, I have seen, and it comes around with, you know, if you're not loving yourself, you know, not loving yourself, not respecting yourself, not benefiting yourself at at all. I've seen what happens is when you, when you have this mindset of uh, not loving yourself and not caring about yourself or you're fixated on, you know, like the yo-yo dieting or losing weight or, or, um, you know, fixating on the exterior about what happens is I, I've seen toddlers get on scales and say, mommy, I'm fat. Now, who mm-hmm. are they learning that from? How, who are they learning that from? They're learning that from the adult. And so you got to be very mindful of how you, how you talk to yourself, how you speak to yourself on a daily basis as well. So the, the thoughts and the, the things that we say to ourselves have a huge impact on around us too. So if you're, you know, if you're somebody who is, is fixated on dieting and nutrition and, and, you know, that kind of stuff and you have to be a certain size or you have to be a certain weight or whatnot, you know, really be mindful because you don't know the detriment that you might be doing to your, your young girls that you might have, you know, the, the children that you might have, even the boys. You know, it's more prevalent mm-hmm. in women having such issues, but, um, you know, even having, you know, you just got to be very mindful of how you, how you talk to yourself on a daily basis. Because if you're not telling Absolutely. yourself that you love yourself, you know, then you're really, you're doing a complete service to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Liza, I love the discussion that we're having right now. And I would really love to move into you sharing with the listeners a tool that you use, that you share with your clients, or that was really successful for yourself that they can that they can do right now to support themselves in loving themselves more. Yeah, I was actually just going right into that too. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> we're right on the same wavelength. Um, so yeah. one of the tools that I use that is is so simple, it's so incredibly simple. It, we tend to think that doing certain things have to be complicated and, but really everything in life is very simple. And I always have, you know, um, uh, each one of my clients do the the mirror technique. So the, the, I love you mirror technique. So I have them look in the mirror and say the three words that we can say to everybody else around us, our spouse, our partner, our kids, our grandparents, anybody else around us. We have such a, we, we can see that so easily, I love you, but we have a hard time saying, I love you to ourselves. So challenging them to look in the mirror every morning when they wake up and say, I love you. It's three simple little words, but yet we have a hard time saying that to ourselves. And mm-hmm. some people, you know, if you take on the challenge, it, it, it's, you know, it might seem a little weird. It might seem a little just it doesn't seem right for you. You might get emotional. There might be some, you know, emotions that come up. You might not, you know, where does it resonate in your body? I tell people, I'm like, 
Where do, where do you feel it in your body? Are you feeling emotions? Are you are you not wanting to look at yourself in the mirror? I mean, you really pay attention to how your body responds to it. So just doing a simple little I love you to yourself in the mirror every morning you wake up. And, and I guarantee you, if you do this for a couple weeks straight, you're going to have just, you know, it might not be very, it might not be very grandiose, but you're going to see some changes. You're probably going to carry yourself a little bit better. Your shoulders going to be back a little bit better. You know, your eyes will be a little bit brighter. Um, it's just, it's very simple just to say, I love you. I love that. Yeah. I got that exercise at a workshop maybe six years ago and mm-hmm. we had we had to say I love you every time we walked out of the room or walked into the room. There was a mirror right there by the door, and we had to do it either way. And um, at first, I kind of like avoided going outside, and then uh, <laughs> and then when I needed to go out of the room, I'd like look at myself and be like, "I love you," right? Like not really taking it serious. <laughs> but by the mm-hmm. by the end of the workshop, you know, I could tell the difference. So I love yep. that uh, you shared this tool with us because I know that it can, it, you will start to see yourself differently. Yeah, it does, it does have a huge impact on you. I mean, you, you say it to everybody else around you so easily, so why not say it mm-hmm. to yourself? There's some huge benefits to saying I love you to yourself, huge benefits. I mean, it mm-hmm. gives you boost the confidence. It helps your self-esteem. It helps you work better. It helps, you know, you attract people in your life more. It, there's, so, there's just so many benefits to saying, saying I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Terry, um, what uh-huh. are your feelings on this? Is there a tool you would like to share? Yeah, I, I, I do that every day when I wake up. Is, you know, I, I tell myself in the mirror I love myself. And it and and it's no longer uh, a task. It's authentic and real. And I think another thing that helps me a lot, and I share this, we share this with our clients all the time, is, of course, gratitudes. Every, every we encourage our our clients to write gratitudes every day. But as well as gratitudes, we we really encourage them to write acknowledgments, which are ways of of chronically chronic. Yeah. Anyway, I can't say the word right now, but keeping track of each time you do something yeah something that you uh where you stepped out of your comfort zone and you you can acknowledge yourself for your growth and that that for me really helps with my self esteem and helps me uh with my feelings of accomplishment and confidence and competency as i am moving towards my goals and my dreams and it just helps me to feel uh, appreciation for myself, and that helps me in the cat, in the arena of loving myself. So every every day, I write gratitudes, and every day I write acknowledgments, and I acknowledge myself for thinking about doing things, actually doing things, uh, just moving forward, and that helps me in the arena of loving myself. So I I think acknowledgments, gratitudes certainly help us to feel loved for others and, and for all the blessings that we have. And then acknowledgments help us to also have gratitude for ourselves and our progress and our journey and how we are 
being authentic and in alignment with our values, which increases our capacity to love ourselves. So I would encourage everyone to include acknowledgments in their daily practices. I write them down because that's just a practice that really supports me. And I think that's, that's a very loving thing to do. Yeah, I agree. That's the one I was going to say. You stole it. Mm. Ah, sorry. I, <laughs> I, I love it too. I do it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love acknowledgments. They are the biggest, uh, the biggest self-love act that I do on a daily, ba- daily basis um, to take the time to really look at what I did. I write them in the morning about the day before because it forces me to really think about what I did the day before and how I can celebrate it and acknowledge myself for it and pat myself on the back and say, you know, like, good job, Kelly. You are taking care of you. And um, because if I don't, I have the tendency to diminish anything that I do. And so I could easily go through a week or just a day, go through a day and say, I did nothing today. Even though I did several things to move myself forward or to move out of my comfort zone or just acts of service um, that I could acknowledge myself for. Uh, but when I'm, when I'm not in that practice, I don't. And I, and I just, it gives myself ammo to beat myself up and I don't, that and that obviously doesn't cause uh, self uh, love, <laughs> right? Um, so when I acknowledge myself, it it really boosts me up. And when um, things happen that that would normally take me down a notch, they don't take me they don't take me down a notch. It's just like, oh, okay, let's try it a different way. Let's get creative about it. And so. Acknowledgements are really powerful. I completely agree with on that one. <laughs> I use a lot of um, I am too. So uh, you know, yeah. I am are the like the two most popular language. I am are the two most popular, two biggest words in the English language because anything you put on mm-hmm. the other side of that has a huge negative or positive effect on how you feel. So saying you know yeah. I am. You know, ugly, fat, stupid, and disgusting. What is it going to make you feel? Ugly, fat, stupid, and disgusting. If you say, I am beautiful, brilliant, amazing, you know, caring, loving, it's going to make you feel those things. So another, you know, another mm-hmm. tip is just to use I ams are very, very, very powerful. Yeah, I agree. We have about three minutes left. So I wanted to give you a moment to share with our uh, listeners, anything that you have coming up or going on that they could take advantage of? Um, well, I have a, um, a mental wellness conference. Um, I'm, I put together a mental wellness conference. It's called Mentally Charged, it's October 19th through the 25th. And I have a series of 20-plus speakers that are going to be speaking in this conference. And I am also one of the keynote speakers in there, and I will be doing a talk called Making the Mirror Your Friend, where I give you a, a lot of the same same tips that we just shared today on this, um, but a little bit more deeper and talking a little bit more about how we can make the mirror your friend. 
and that'll be, um, again, October 19th through the 25th. I'm actually speaking on the 19th, and you can register for that at mentallycharged.net. Awesome. And please post that on our our Facebook page, Fearless Generation, so that the listeners can have um, an easy way of getting there and registering for that if that resonates with them. Wonderful. I sure will do that. Yeah, we would love to. We would love to support that event. I know it's uh, it's very important our mental health, and um, definitely want to support those um, stepping up and supporting those um, with those challenges to get the help. Um, so, coming to a close, I also would love. If there's one thing that you would want our listeners to go away with tonight, what would that be? Oh, just being kind to yourself when you make mm. mistakes, when you do things that you might. We, we, we think that we need to live in this perfect world where we have to do everything this perfect way and we have to say a certain way and be a certain way and act a certain way. And, and you know, and when we're not those ways, you know, we think that we're a disappointment. We think that we're not this perfect person. We are perfectly imperfect beings. We will never mm-hmm. be perfect. And that makes us unique. It makes us unique when we're all different in our own way. So embracing that and, and honoring that and finding your authenticity and marching to the beat of your own drum. And don't let anybody tell you that you have to be a certain way or dress a certain way or act a certain way. Just be you and be true to who you are. Love that. Thank you so much, Liza, for being on the show with us tonight. I Thank um, you for having I me. Know yes. I know our listeners have uh, gotten a uh, great value of being being with us tonight, and I hope they do check out your program coming up in October. I know I will. And mm-hmm. we just want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom are uh, created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to find out more about the Fearless Living Institute, please go to fearlessliving.org. And you can always find out more about Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And please go check it out. We have a three-step series of Change Your Life coming up in September. We'd love to have you there. Our first step is free. And so definitely come check it out. It will be, our first one is September 2nd at 5.30 Pacific time. And we would love to have you there as well as we are starting a three-month program on the 12 Steps to Freedom. So uh, go check that out there, too. It's called Stepping Towards Freedom. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Thank you, Liza. Thank you.